0: On 102.4 FM, across Rotherham, online, on your mobile and on your smart speaker. This is Red Road FM. Welcome back to the second part of this week's show. And earlier today, I was joined by Rotherham United player and Academy graduate, Jacob Grattan, who joined us to discuss his journey through the Academy at Rotherham, all the way up to signing a professional deal with the club. And the big injury setback they had after signing that deal, and how he managed to recover that and his aspirations for the future. Jacob, thank you for joining. us. Delighted to be to be joined by yourself, obviously Rotherham United striker and academy prospect. Uh, thank you very much for coming on the show. I'm just going to start really by talking about your academy career, obviously at Rotherham United, and then obviously into the first team. Uh, and you've done the full journey from under 9s all the way through. Just just tell us how you got involved with Rotherham and, and how your career really started from you know from grassroots then into that academy step at
1: under nine. Yeah, so um, I've been I've been at Rotherham all the way through. Really, I. I uh... I went on trial originally when I because I played for just my local side in village until from when I was seven actually, uh, and Rotherham picked me up for a trial when I was seven and I didn't actually get it in, I got turned away, um, and then I played a couple of seasons for me um, just for my local side, did alright just enjoying it playing with my schoolmates and that, and then uh, went on trial when I was nine at Rotherham and, and got in, and then I've never looked back really. Uh, and then all the way through in Academy, um obviously playing with the same set of lads. Uh when it got scholarship level uh, when I was 16, there were there were us who would who had come all the way through who um signed scholarship forms for under 18. So that was good in that sense, really, because core group of lads I'd already I'd, know, I'd known them for the best part of six or seven years. Uh but yeah, yeah, sign me. Signed a scholarship a year. Signed a scholarship a year early. Um, got into the youth team first year. Um, I did all right, but played out of position a bit, a bit physically way off. And then second year nailed down. Did all right. Um, and then signed me pro at Christmas last year. And then obviously injury struck, and I've been out for the last twelve months, and just just not back into it now. Just coming back.
0: It's quite a smooth ride then all the way up until signing a pro and then a bit of a roller coaster since signing a pro.
1: That's what I mean. Uh, never really had any injuries, to be honest. I don't think I've had one injury where I've been out for more than two weeks up until that and then I thought, oh, it'll never be me and then it hit me like a bus being out for the last 12 months. So, yeah, yeah, that's that's one thing I'd say to people. Never never think it's going to be me because when it does it, it hits you hard.
0: That's the thing about academy football. You know, I've obviously I've working within academy football, and someone's spoken about that, like the the kind of speed bump effect, and and through academies where some players will fly through academies and they'll have no injuries, they'll have no problems at all, and you know, and they'll be one of the better players in the group. And then they come into a, in a situation where they're probably not the better player in the group when you sign a pro, or they come through a career where they've had no injuries, like you say, like yourself. Just how hard is it when you're in that situation then to? To mentally get through it, if you know what I mean, I know it's been probably different again with yourself, and having a lockdown throughout, and, and football being obviously yeah. off for a while throughout it, that's maybe helped in an essence uh, in terms of not missing things. But you know, so how difficult is it mentally to to deal with that, having not dealt with it obviously through your career
1: before? Well, I'd say I'd say I'm probably even though I haven't had injuries in the past, I'm pretty, I'm a, I'm meant, I think I'm mentally strong anyway. So. In that sense, I, I always believe that I'm gonna get through it. But even when an when an injury hits you like that, it doesn't matter how mentally or strong you are, it's gonna it's gonna challenge you, isn't it? So uh when I got it, I actually signed a pro and then three weeks later I got I got this injury so it was one extreme to the other, really. Um but yeah, it has been difficult because in lockdown, when especially at first stages of my rehab, where I was stuck in a knee brace, couldn't move at all. My mum and dad were ferrying about for me having to bring me food and all that sort of stuff. Couldn't even, at one point, I couldn't even shower on me. So I had to, I, I, you have to wear these like big bags on your legs after surgery. Um. Yeah, it, it was difficult and days were dragging. But, And the worst thing about it is when you're at home in lockdown and, and you're not occupying yourself, only thing you can think about is, is your injury. So it fills your head with, with, with negative thoughts, to be honest, but once I got past that first three months, and and you start to get out on grass, and you're getting back integrated with lads, and you're outside, it 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 starts to get a bit easier. But you've just got to even if, even if you wake up one morning and you and you don't feel like, and you and it don't feel great, and you're having a bad day, you've just got to get your head down and do it because it's all going to pay off in the end.
0: Obviously, we'll, we'll touch more on your injury in a bit as we, as we come through. Obviously, your, your journey, at, at Rotherham. obviously that's recently, isn't it? If we go back to when you joined the academy at nine, you're number ten now, or a striker number ten. Uh, were you were you a number ten or a striker then, or did you play in a different position back then?
1: So, I've I've had a a weird sort of development really. So I was always always a number nine. Even when I signed, when I was nine years old, I were I was always a number nine. Like to, I just like to score goals really, and then. I got all the way up to under sixteens and all the other lads were growing. And uh, I weren't really growing to be honest. And I could I got to a stage where I, I weren't physically competing with centre halves at all. So um, as I thought I had a year where I was drifting and I was playing out wing sort of stuff, and then they dropped me deeper. And then in my first year of scholar, I played on wing a lot. I were all right, but I haven't got that explosive pace that you need as a winger unless you're really technically proficient. Uh, and then in my second year, I was really fortunate, really, because my coach, were, he were unbelievable. His knowledge, is, he's called Kieran Toner. he's unbelievable, to be fair. Uh, and he, I'd, I'd never have known him in my whole life, but he, he just said to me, he pulled me in in the middle of the season and said, uh, I'm going to start playing you a bit deeper. as number 10, because we played a diamond. Uh and I was playing on Ed at Diamond and honestly that was, that eight months or so where I played is, it's best it's best I've ever played definitely and it's most I've ever enjoyed it because I think it just suits me down to the ground but moving into first team football I, I know I have a preferred position but I'm just going into it open-minded because you could get your chance anyway really couldn't you yeah, exactly. you just got to take it when it comes
0: do you think the experiences then of playing like out wide and playing in the ten and as a nine and playing deeper has probably prepared you more now for first team football that you know if you get that call from Paul Warren to, oh, yeah. to chuck you on, you you've got experience in playing in those other positions, haven't you?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely, because you learn you're working on different skill sets in different positions that you play. So obviously if you're playing out wide, you're gonna get a lot more one v ones than you are if you're playing as a as a number nine, because you you you're pinning defenders a lot when you're up front, but uh, yeah, I'd say as it has helped me a lot because when I'm playing on, when I'm playing in different positions, I'm I'm developing my tactical side of it as well. And obviously, the more versatile you are in modern game, the a lot more it's going to benefit you. Because uh, managers are, are always looking for players that can cover a lot of bases. So yeah, definitely, it's definitely helped me.
0: So as you, as you progressed, obviously, through foundation phase into youth phase and obviously sign your scholar year earlier, but that was a, a confidence boost, on it, to sign it a year early?
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because I, I, I obviously, um, I've I obviously played all the way through and enjoyed my football. But then when I got to under-15s, I, I, started, I started trying to separate myself from other people and trying to push on and, and things like that. And when I got it early, uh, there were me and another lad that, as you can imagine, it would I would delighted with it to be honest. But I think good thing about what I did is I obviously my dad, my my family, unfortunately, with it. My dad kept me kept me grounded. So when I when I got that, I were never gonna with my parents. I were never gonna slack off and just think, oh, this is it. I tried. I kept trying to push on and push on. And I think that's I think to be fair, it is down to me the upbringing that I've had is the reason why I've got the mentality that I've got. Uh, yeah. To be fair, yeah. So.
0: I spoke to you before, and Jacob, about that in terms of the, the mentality that you've had and how, you know, you've been dedicated to it and committed to it. We spoke about that, like, obviously that you don't go out and eat takeaways and so often, didn't go out with your mates and stuff at that kind of age that, that other people might have done. And that people that we will have both known that, that have had opportunities with scholarships and, and they've blown them by, you know, enjoying things outside of football too much. You, you stayed dedicated, didn't you? And had the, the target of getting that prof- that pro deal. And then after that pro deal, then trying to get a first team spot and it, 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 Rather more any club, isn't it? And I suppose that's one good thing that you've had, isn't it? The
1: dedication that you've had, and clear in your mind that that's what you wanted to do. That's what I mean. There's, there's so many. You see players everywhere that are talented. There's so many players about that have got the talent. Even my, even people at my school that really talented players. But it's, it's what you do away when people aren't watching, and your mindset that separates you from everybody else because. In, in modern game, if you don't put it in and you, and you slack off and you eat takeaways and and you and you don't put it in a gym you're going to be miles off it because physically they, every single player can run like winds they can run forever and they and they're all really strong so physically that's where games developed over the last couple of decades. so it matters more than ever so I'd say yeah it were tough because when I was like 15 and 16 at school. Uh, all my mates were like going to parties and that on on Friday and Saturday nights and I I obviously couldn't because I I had games and that but I knew in the back of my head that well, I'm hoping it all does pay off in the end because all I've ever wanted to be is a footballer and I've spent, obviously I've I've sacrificed all that all them things when I were younger so hopefully it pays off
0: yeah, exactly. And uh, you're reaping the rewards at the minute, obviously, with signing your pro deal, the first part of it done. Uh, you said, obviously, coming through into the youth team then and, and Kieran Tony being a, a big influence on you. Would you say he's the, the biggest influence you've probably had in terms of coaching-wise in your in your career so far?
1: Uh, definitely, yeah. Because a lot of people have this perception of academy football and they're right, that all academy football is like pass side to side. It's not physical and you... And you don't get physically robust from it, uh, and you get told what to do. It's like streamlined, told what to do. You don't have to make decisions for yourself. But to be fair, Kieran, had, it give right information out. But when it comes to it on a Saturday, it would down to you. He weren't telling you what to do. It was you make your own decisions, and that were it. Because he knew, as soon as you get to first team level, you if you don't, you're getting thrown in at deep end. Because it, in first team football, you're not. Say so if you if you need to do a gym session, there's no one going to be telling you you need to do a gym session. It's it's upon yourself to to uh, push your own development. Uh, so yeah, I think I I'm actually really glad that I had that at youth team level
0: is that dedication as well that you spoke about in terms of your the the view you've taken it helps you in that respect doesn't it as well you know you, it's it, it's on yourself it's your own onus to to go and do the sessions and if you've got that right mindset and dedication you're going to go and do them aren't you and obviously keep continuing to progress and, and and get better and get stronger and whether that's in the gym or out on the pitch is you know there's there's benefits to each one of the each session that you do um just looking yeah. now obviously to when you got your pro deal, you sign your pro deal, obviously, which is obviously a great day for yourself and your family, which obviously I know yourself and your family well. A fantastic day for you all and, and for everyone that knows you. And then you go and get a loan move, correct, to uh, to Scarborough. Uh, sign a loan at yeah. Scarborough, you just go and play there and hoping then obviously that things will take off from there and then bang comes the, the knee injury. Uh, just explain really, firstly, what it was like to get your, your pro deal and then, you know, just explain a little bit about what injury you got and, and you know, what it felt like to get that injury at the time.
1: Uh, yeah, so as you say, I signed me pro at the start of January last year and then immediately the, the focus was to get me out on loan because obviously youth team football is great, but there's a massive, huge gap between youth team football and men's football because obviously it's a lot more physical and, and the, the fully developed blokes, the men. So this I, I got a loan move to Scarborough, now we're on bench twice. Uh, hopefully looking to get some minutes, and then um, I got this injury. So I did my ACL and my LCL, which are two ligaments in your knee, completely ruptured. Then, uh, I had to have them both repaired. Uh, and I also tore part of my right hamstring. Uh, so this originally, the physio because when I first did it, the physio, I like responded quite well to it. I went not in too much pain. Uh, so the physio didn't feel the worst she, she said oh, I might be out for, for a month or so but then when I got the scam results and they, and they tell you that you're going to be out for, you're not going to play football again that year it's a bit it's well it's it's tough to take put it that way uh, but yeah so I've been out ever since then uh, been out since last January and I'm just coming back from it now I've I'm supposed to have been in training three weeks but uh, pitches have been frozen and, and weather's been horrendous the last couple of weeks, I think really. So I'm not being able to train that much. Um, but yeah, weather's looking a bit better this week. So hopefully get a few full training sessions and, and we're looking in the right direction.
0: So in terms of injury, obviously you got your injury. How did you get that treated then? I know you've had to go to London. Didn't you quite a lot to go see specialists. Was it down there to go and obviously have the the treatment done that you needed?
1: Yeah, so I've been looked well, they've looked after me now and to be fair. I had it done um, privately in London. Um and the surgeon who actually did my knees is regarded as not the he's not the best, but he's regarded as second best knee surgeon in the country. So so I've been lucky in that sense. Um and I actually know he's done a quite a few like high high profile footballers, like Premier League footballers. So yeah, that were a bit it were a bit of a uh, it was a bit frustrating having to travel because at one point I had my knee surgery and then I've had a setback with my scar my scar didn't heal properly and I had to um, I've had a skin graft on it to have it repaired so at one point I was going down to London twice a week driving myself Uh, so that was quite frustrating but I'd, I'd much rather do that for the proper to be seen by the best down there than than not have to travel and have it done by someone who's probably not as competent up here. So, yeah, they've looked after me really well, to be fair.
0: I bet it's like like warming to to know that the club have looked after you as well especially just after signing your pro deal I'm I'm sure after you sign your pro and then getting the injury you've got the worries then haven't you about how long it's going to keep you out for and obviously your first year pro and the club looking after you'll probably reassure you a little bit doesn't it that you know there's going to be obviously a chance for you when you come back and so on Uh, and then obviously the the pandemic hit and there was football was cancelled for a period of time which probably worked in your favour a little bit you didn't miss as much because obviously the the league one season got cancelled and academy seasons and and youth team football season got cancelled, didn't they, obviously? Which gave you a bit longer as well, didn't it, to obviously not miss the games for in, those, in that period, which will have helped. Well, I know it's not a, a great thing to say because obviously what happened and the, and the amount of, obviously, the, the, the effects of the pandemic, but on a on a selfish level, it's probably helped, hasn't it, in terms of the amount of football that you've missed. Uh, just coming into it now, uh, obviously, what's it like to be... To be back, you know, and working with the first team for 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 those people that don't know, you're a big Rotherham United fan. Um, your family are Rotherham United fans as well. So obviously it's a dream to sign a pro at the club you support. Uh what's it like now to be in and around that first team setup and you know, working with uh, with the, the first team players there?
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, it's, as you can imagine, it's great. I've I've been a season ticket holder for well, I can't remember how long, but that that just shows how much of a, a big Rotherham fan I am. And obviously you're not yourself Been on a few away days with yourself. So uh, yeah, it's great. But the, the one thing I have learned is, is sometimes because I'm a big fan, you have to separate yourself from your fan head to your actual working head. Because sometimes it can get mixed up between each other. But yeah, um, it's, it's been great. I've, I've as soon as I did the injury in in January, they moved me straight up to the first team because they knew that's where where I was going to be spending most of my rehab. <clears throat> so um, I was grateful for that that they moved me straight up. Uh, and then I've been lucky because there were two lads who who've been at a club while I've been injured who who done the same injury as me anyway. So you can, if I was struggling with anything, I always went for them, uh, went to them and, and, and seek for advice. Trevor Clark and Jamie Proctor. uh which were great. Um, but yeah, even even though I'm back from the injury now, they've told me that it's by no means the end. Uh, I'll still have little niggles and little pains for, for a further six months because they say even though it's a 12-month injury, it's it's 18 months because you have to recover from it mentally as well, which is the biggest part. So um, I'm, I'm fully prepared for that and I just hope that once I'm back in training, I can just kick on and see where it takes me.
0: We've seen I think Rotherham fans will have seen the, the articles have been put out about yourself from the club and from Paul Davis as well at the advertiser, and then comments from some of the first team players like Sean McDonald and so on, saying about how hard you've worked in the gym throughout obviously this period and to get yourself back to the position you're in now. That probably just goes back to that dedication, isn't it, that you're on about, you know, earlier earlier on in the conversation from you know getting that dedication right at youth team level and academy level. And then it obviously if you get that right and getting that right mentality and frame of mind, it'll then pay off, obviously, won't
1: it, when you get into um, first team level. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. You can have. You, everyone, everyone can have ability, and you can have a. Everyone's going to have stinkers on Sundays. They're going to have games where they play bad. But one thing that my dad said to me is, you can have a stinker, fair enough. But if you you never ever get, you never ever get seen not putting hundred percent in because even if you play against someone who's will run all day and put hundred percent in, it's still, it's not easy to play against. So uh, that's the mentality that I've developed. And to be fair, we're, we're the first team lads. I've been unbelievably lucky because there's a lot of seniors in that changing room who have helped me a lot through that rehab. And as you said, Sean McDonald's probably the main one for it because he, if, if he's, he's always asking about me, how I'm going on. Uh, and then if he sees I'm feeling down, he's always picking me up and stuff like that. So, And I, and to be fair, I think this this injury... Obviously, it's not a great thing, but it's allowed me to to get closer with a lot of first-team lads because the duration of my injury, I've spent certain lengthy periods with individual players, like at start, Michael Yekwi, spent three months with him literally every day. So I got quite close with him, and then he's been, obviously, Chio, Um Sean McDonald, Kieran Samlia. So a lot of lads I'm, I'm quite close to now, to be fair. So it's really helped me in that sense.
0: Obviously Paul Warren prides the dressing room on being full of, you know, good people, doesn't he? he mentions that a lot, doesn't he? About he wants good people that'll obviously that'll work hard for the club and work hard for him. And he knows if he gets good people, they'll do that. And I suppose that's another advocate for the good people, isn't it, in the dressing room? The story that he's telling there, you know, that the dressing room is full of friendly faces that, you know, are happy to come and help out a, a youth team player that maybe they wouldn't have known before your injury, and they're happy to come and yeah. get to know you and support you and help you through that. It's just another um you know, it's a hats off to the mother's dressing room, isn't it? Into the to the Squad of uh, players that Paul Bourne's built there.
1: Yeah, well, that's what I mean. So it, it might not. It's not a lot to them just to come out. It might be a lot to them just to come out their way and say something to me. But to me, it means, and other young pros, it might mean world, just for them to say that one little thing, uh, because it, it picks you up, it gives you a lift. Like when I come back from the injury um, and I come out on training field and did my first full session, they all like clap me and give me a standing ovation and. That just made it worth. That made it worthwhile in itself, to be honest. Uh, but by no means, just because I'm a young pro, it don't mean that. I just feel I'm. You know what I mean? Just I'm not just gonna slack off and and just think because I'm a young pro, I ain't got a chance. I want to kick on and actually, and do well for this club and actually compete for a place. I'm not just here to, just to uh, make numbers up.
0: Yeah, exactly. you're not a fan that's enjoying the the experience. You're there to go and get the shirt, shirts. That's what well, it is at the end of the day, isn't it? And yeah, and obviously an aspiration for you would be to play for the club. A dream to play for the club, wouldn't it? Obviously, being having watched yeah. all of them at, at oh, Don yeah. Valley and, and and obviously at the New York and maybe even at Millmore if you'd have been uh, old enough and well enough to maybe get to Millmore. Yeah,
1: uh, yeah. Glorious days. Very well, but
0: I mean, <laughs> didn't miss much in the glorious days at Millmore. Um, <laughs> But uh, obviously, like I say, it'd be a dream obviously to go and to go play for the first team and, and you're on that right path now, aren't you? And just, just finally, yeah, obviously yeah. Before, before I let you get off, just what's your aspirations now going forward. Obviously, I know it'd ideally be on the grass pitches and, and making progress, but that's been halted a little bit. But And obviously, the, the non-league system at the minute being, you know, not in use, it? obviously the leagues have been suspended. Um, just what's your aspirations now for the remainder of this season and then going forward into next season and so on.
1: So, um yeah, now the the main focus for me now is just to get a good three, four weeks solid training, consistent training in uh, to get myself back up to scratch and get me to a place where, where I can actually play some games. Um, and then I think the plan is for me to, to obviously integrate myself back in. So play 20 minutes, 30 minutes off and 60, then maybe 90 with the under 18s. Ideally, I'd be doing it with reserves, but there's no reserve games because they're... Uh, Covid at the minute, so I think that's the plan. And then in six weeks' time, when I'm at a point where I can play ninety or so, um, I don't know. This season, I'm. I don't. I don't think it looks like I'm going to be going out alone because obviously, because our out of leagues stand. Um, obviously, conference. Conference is carrying on, but conference north, conference south, and leagues below that, northern premier. They're all. Uh, they're. They're all looking like they're going to be cur- curtailed. So. I just wanna to get to get back to where my body were before the uh, injury this season and then my helps is pre season. If coming back in pre season make a good impression then then who knows.
0: Yeah, exactly. Who knows? Hopefully you will be in that Miller's shirt scoring goals uh, sometime soon, Jacob. But yeah, uh, all the best oh, for your recovery. Thank you for coming on and, uh, and obviously talking to us about your story through the club and obviously with your, uh, your injury and so on that, that happened. And, and obviously we wish you all the best at your time at the Millers and uh, like I say, hopefully you will be in that Miller's shirt scoring goals soon. Cheers. Thank Have you. Fun. Cheers, mate. Thank you. On 102.4 FM, across Rotherham, online,
1: on your mobile and on your smart speaker. This is Red Road FM.